0: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah,
1: the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good
1: to be with you as we continue the theme of Passover and the spring feasts. This is an extremely significant time of the year according to the God's calendar we have entered into the spring feasts of the Lord, which God calls the appointed times of the Lord. On the 14th day of Nisan, which is the first month in the Hebrew calendar, we celebrate Passover, followed by the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the Feast of First Fruits, which first fruits refers to the resurrection of the Lord. Now keep in mind that in the New Testament, Jesus is referred to as Christ our Passover in 1 Corinthians five seven. And Christ as the first fruits appears in 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty three. First fruits, of course, is Resurrection Day according to the appointed times of the Lord, three days after Passover.
2: And for our Jewish listeners, Christ is the Greek word for the anointed one. So it's really Yeshua, the Anointed One. Hallelujah. Or Yeshua, yes. our Messiah.
1: Yes, Lord. Well, we closed yesterday's program with this statement. Another aspect of Passover is separation. Do you realize that with the Egyptian army appearing, approaching the sons of Israel, with the mountains on either side of the men of Israel and the sea in front of them, They would have been destroyed if Moses did not obey the Lord who told him to lift up his staff, stretch out his hand over the sea, and divide it. Moses did that, and the waters were divided or separated, that Israel crossed the sea on dry land. So I believe another aspect that Passover presents to us, along with the Exodus, is the issue of separation. We read in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 26, And you shall be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and I have separated you from the peoples, that you should be mine. This was spoken to Israel, but it certainly is applicable to all God's believers today. God's first commandment after he created the heavens and the earth was, Let there be light. And we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 4, God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. The Lord separated Noah and his family from an ungodly world. The Lord separated Abraham from his familiar surroundings in Ur of the Chaldees. Paul, called to be an apostle, was separated to the gospel of God. And at the end of the age, the Lord will separate the wheat from the tares, the righteous from the wicked, and the sheep from the goats. We read in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 16 to 18, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch anything unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So again, we don't usually associate separation with the Exodus and Passover, but we really see, Junie, that is really part and parcel of what was going on. God separated our people of Israel from bondage and brought them in, ultimately, to the land of promise.
2: And the truth of the matter, Shelley which is very sad for our people Israel, but also in a very real way for the church today because we see after God delivered Israel by the blood of the lamb on the lintels and doorposts that uh, kept them from their firstborn man and beast being destroyed, Pharaoh's son was taken because he was his only son and he was his firstborn, which caused the Pharaoh to release Israel and told Moses that he could go. So what you explained about the Red Sea parting was a miracle of God, but our people in the wilderness in the desert, wanted to go back to Egypt because it was so difficult those years. And we, too, forget what the Lord has really accomplished for us to be a new person in him. And unfortunately, many go back to a sinful life And I just want to make an appeal for myself, for you, Shelley, and for all of our listeners, that when we see that our flesh or our soul or our own mindset wants to take over our life, that we remember the Lord heard the groanings of Israel as slaves in Egypt, raised up a deliverer, Moses, and brought them out that we too can cry out to the Lord and he will hear us and he will help us to be delivered from our sins, which he has already delivered us from, Shelley, but like the people of Israel were warned to learn from them in the book of Hebrews when wanted to go back to eat the leeks and the garlics in Egypt and forgot the groanings of their bondage, we too, if we fall into sin, are back into bondage. Yes,
1: yes, Lord. Well, let's go back to Exodus 12, where we really see the story of Passover as well as the introduction to the Exodus. And I'd like to read the first 20 verses, because it also includes the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month they are each one to take a lamb for themselves, according to the father's households, a lamb for each household. Now if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his neighbor nearest to his house are to take one according to the number of persons in them. According to what each man should eat, you are to divide the lamb. Your lamb shall be an unblemished male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. This is That's the day of Passover. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to kill it at twilight. Moreover, they shall take some of the blood and put it in the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses in which they eat. And they shall eat the flesh that same night, roasted with fire, and they shall eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled at all with water, but rather roasted with fire, both its head and its legs along with its entrails. And you shall not leave any of it over until morning, but whatever is left over till the morning you shall burn. Now you shall eat it in this manner, with your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste, It is the Lord's Passover, for I will go through the land of Egypt that night and strike down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. And the blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you live, and when I see the blood I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land." Verse 14. Now this day will be a memorial to you, and you shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations you are to celebrate it as a permanent ordinance. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, but on the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats anything leavened from the first day until the seventh, that person shall be cut off. On the first day you shall have a holy assembly. Another holy assembly on the seventh day. You shall also observe the feast of unleavened bread. For on this very day, I brought your hosts out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a permanent ordinance. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month, that's that's Passover, at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the 21st day of the month at evening. Seven days, there shall be no leaven found in your houses, For whoever eats what is leavened, that person shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is an alien or a native of the land. You shall not eat anything leavened in your dwellings. You shall eat only unleavened bread. So it's really powerful, June, that leaven, first off, is like yeast. It causes bread to rise. And Israel left in haste, so the bread that they took wasn't able to rise. There was no leaven in it. And that is why for seven days during the Feast of Unleavened Bread, we don't, uh, we're not to eat anything that contains leaven. Um,
2: Just to also explain that leaven in the Scriptures is symbolic of sin.
1: Yes. So we see that. In fact, uh, in, in Exodus thirteen seven it says, "...nothing leaven shall be seen among you in all your borders." The Jewish people cleanse their house fervently before the Passover begins. And we see the connection to it in 1 Corinthians 5 6 8. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened or uncorrupted. For indeed, Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Therefore, Let us keep the feast not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but we are to observe the feast with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So you see, while these the Passover was directly involved historically with the Jewish people, there is a foundation for what we should be observing now, that God is speaking to us are we wa- are we sincere are we walking in the truth have we accepted tr- uh, Jesus as the ultimate truth this is how we can celebrate today the feast of unleavened bread it's, it's go ahead junie
2: and yeshua jesus told us that he is the way the truth and the life and that no man no human can come to the father but by him so, to be separated, to really celebrate the Passover in our hearts is what's really the important thing before the Lord. Amen.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that Thank you, what Lord. you established in the Old Testament is being fulfilled in the new. We love you and bless you for this time of the year, your appointed time, in Yeshua's holy name. Amen.
0: Amen. Or Zion's